Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, expands on his explanation of the sower and the seed parable from Luke 8. The soil has to be prepared to receive the seed of the word from God. If we prepare our hearts to receive the word, then it can be planted and activated in our lives. Good morning. So last week, we talked about the, the parable of the sower, but it's more like a parable of the hearers, of the disciples. You know, because it's not as much about the sower and as much as about the seed, but it is about what happens. You know, the result of that seed. And I didn't feel like I I kind of rushed to the end, but I didn't work in some of the points that I wanted to work last Sunday. So I want to go back with a little bit with that word. Is that okay? and maybe have a, a, a better conclusion and a, a, a better understanding, you know, about what does it mean for us? What does it mean? Because the one thing that you have to think is that when you, you read this parable, you're not talking about a big tractor like we see now, first plowing, preparing the field, and then you go with a, a tractor with the seed, like, like perfect lines and everything. What you have to remember is that, you know, the fields a lot of times were plowed as they could do, and the sower would go with a bag of seeds and just throw in the seed. Right? Just throw in the seed. And maybe it was a windy day, the trade winds, right? And some seeds would go farther but the, the, the reality is that the seed is free for the soil. It's almost like salvation. Salvation is free. It's a free gift from God. God's love is free. Right? But the, the question is, how prepared is the soil? Right? I mean, Jesus Christ died for everybody. Is everybody saved? That's a good theological question, right? But the truth is that the soil has to receive the seed. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, right? So there has to be some action in in, in our part, okay? So let's go back and read this one more time. Is that okay? Okay. And when a great multitude were coming together, and those from the various cities were journeying to him, he spoke by way of a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some, are getting the picture? He was throwing the seed for everybody. It's a free gift. Everybody has the right to receive the seed, right? 
And as he sowed, some fell by, beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Have you been thinking about the word from last Sunday? I've been, I've been really meditating on it, and I've been giving names to the seeds. Right? They're not just generic seeds. There are some seeds that are very specific. Right? I mean, I, I was just thinking about that in the, the worship. There, like, a, a good analogy is the, the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. What seeds are you planting? In, in, in Brazil, there's a, a saying that says, uh, kindness generates kindness. If you sow kindness, you reap kindness. Right? If you sow love, you reap love. So, uh, so that's why I, I was this week like, oh my God, this is just like a, a box of generic seeds that we have. We have specific seeds that if we want to reap that fruit, you have to plant the seed. What are the fruits that I want to have in my life? What are the fruits that I want to have in, in, in our family? Does it make sense? So anyway, but here the point is the birds of the air come and eat them. The other seed fell on the rock, rocky soil. And as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And the other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. The other seed fell into the good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. And as he said these things, he would call out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples began questioning him as to what this parable might be. And he said to you, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to, rest, to the rest, it is in parables. In order that seeing that they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. And those beside the road are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. And those on the rocky soil are those who, when they receive, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no firm root. They believe for a while, and in a time of temptation, fall away. And the seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. And the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. Again, going back to the Hebrew meaning of the word hear, to hear is to obey, to hear is to activate 
that seed. You take that and you do something about it. You know, you, you take something, a teaching, the word, and you internalize that and say, I'm going to become the soil. I am the soil. I was thinking about the, the preparation of the soil. A lot of times our hearts are a little hardened, right? One of the prof promises in, in Ezekiel is, I'm going to give you a new heart. You know, and, and I think that repentance is like opening the door for the Lord to come with his plow and break that fallow ground. It's like in, in preparation for the seed to come. So I bless that for us because to me, we know we have a word. We, have, we know that we have a word from God, a promise, and we have salvation. But we do not just want to know that, we want to be the good soil. You know, I was reading about this in this book and called The Parables, Jewish Tradition and Christian Interpretation by Brad Young. He describes, you know, the four types of disciples. There is one that's quick to learn and quick to lose. Right? It's like he receives, but then the birth of the air come, the, the temptation come, and he, soon he forgets what he was doing. There is another one that's slow to learn and slow to lose. It's like a steady progress. And there, there is the one that's quick to learn and slow to lose. This is good. And then there is a bad one that's slow to learn and quick to lose. <laughs> you know, but I, I think that a lot of times we, we, we love the word. And we say, yes, awesome. Right? And I, sometimes I pick myself up and like, oh my God. I thought about that. I need to do that now. It's not enough to know something. It's we have to actually walk. If you know these things, happy are you, blessed are you, if you do them, right? Let, let me go to John 15 really quick here. Verse 22. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and said, If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have sinned. Now they have no excuse for their sin. The problem is that even though the word is like a seed that's free, once you receive, there is a, a responsibility. Once you know something, then you are responsible for that. It's like comparing this parable with the parable of the gift, the talents, right? The seed you have to bury. But on the example of the talents, you cannot bury them. You have to invest them. Because the, the master is going to come and say, where is the profit? Where is the fruit? And we have to understand that because God, in one sense, he wants to see the fruit come out of our lives. 
He doesn't want just you to bask in his love. He wants you to become that love. Does it make sense? So I, I love this because to me, it, it is like if I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have sinned. But now they have no excuse. Once you know, you have no excuse not to listen, not to obey. When we receive the word, we become responsible. I also love, I want to go to, to the Old Testament. I know you're not surprised. Deuteronomy 29:29, and I always go back to this verse because it's almost like a confirmation of what I just read in John 15. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our sons forever, that we may observe all the words of this law. A lot of people are looking for the mysteries. You know, and the problem is not the mystery. <laughs> the problem is that what has already been revealed. You're not going to have to answer for the things that you don't know. But there are little simple seeds with very simple objective names on them that we, we will have to give an account. I bless this for us. Let's go back to John. Don't you guys love the book of John? Look at this. John 12, 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls in the earth and dies, it remains by itself alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it. And he who hates his life in this world shall keep it to life eternal. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall my servant also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. What is the point here? Jesus was saying, I'm giving my life. Because the Father wants the grain to die because he wants many sons. He wants the fruit. And I think that to me that this applies to us also. And we go to well, John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. The whole point is not to have a box of seeds. It's to have something that the Father will come and rejoice in the fruit. We talked about that last Sunday, about how many things that are a blessing in our lives today because of our obedience to do something with the word 20, 30, 40 years ago, right? A lot of times we don't even realize that it was just a moment of receiving the word with joy and, and oh my God, I love this. And then you almost forget that you're here now because of that, <laughs> right? I mean, we're here because somebody prayed for us. Somebody was faithful to plant a seed and intercede and, and, and do what they were supposed to do at that time, and we are here, right? 
I bless that for us. Then let's go to verse 8. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you, abiding my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abiding his love. This thing, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. It's interesting because we, as humans, we have a, a selfish tendency, right? Like, what is there for me, right? And I think that Christ is the example of unselfishness. Because he gave his life, and because the Father was the fruit of his life. And I think at the same time, we are here, Lord, make us channels that of what you freely gave us, your love and grace, you know, and all the other seeds. Make a list of your seeds, you know, acceptance, right? Have you ever received the, uh, the gift of acceptance, of forgiveness? Right? That's a great scene to talk about. Forgiveness. Plant that seed. Plant that seed in relationship. And that will come and minister back to you. It's going to feed you. It's going to protect you. But if I plant a seed of unforgiveness, I'm going to rip the fruit of unforgiveness. James 5, 7. Be patient, therefore, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it until it gets the early and late rains. He is the farmer. He is the sower. But he's waiting for the harvest. He's waiting to come and say, okay, what did you do with my word? What did you do with the word I gave you? So the, the parable is not about the sower, it's about the soil. <laughs> it's about us. How am I responding? How is my heart receiving the word and what fruit is coming out right I was listening to another message and there are a lot of seeds in the air you don't go out planting dandelions in your yard right you don't have to but you need to watch out for them you have to be pulling weeds and that's the repentance. You know, it's you being quick to say, hey, if I want to be the soil that will produce the, the fruit that the farmer is looking for, I have to be in constant 
alert. What is, this, what is the fruit that's coming out that I, I don't like? And then you go and, and you dig that root out. Say, I don't want this anymore. I want to repent of this. Because I want to be the nice field that the farmer is looking for. I bless this word for us. Lord, help us. We do need the help of the Holy Spirit. We have proven (laughs) that we are not capable of doing this ourselves. But we we depend on you. And we we say the the goal of the parable is not to have us not understand. Jesus, when he was teaching parables, he was not trying to hide anything, but he was describing in a very simple way what was happening right in front of him. The multitudes were all this type of soil. Some were rejoicing, but later they were crucifying him. They were forgetting all the things, all the healings, all the blessings, all the the food, the multiplication of the bread. That was not enough to have the seed grow. Right? Let's go, let's finish this with Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all of your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your ears with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Amen. Lord, help us to not forget the word that you gave us, but that we treasure. Isn't that Psalms 119 says, your word a treasure in my heart so that I may not sin against you. So give us a heart to treasure each one of the words as a good seed that you want the fruit out of our lives. The fruit of our lives means it is a change of nature. It's a seed of the Lord's nature being imparted to us that then will bring fruit forth, fruit of the Spirit. And that's what we want. We don't want to continue the same, (laughs) right? Are you with me on that one? Does anybody here want to change, need to change? I am the first one. And I think that this is is the answer that we need. Amen? Amen? Awesome. Bless you. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.